And now, welcome to Like a Boss. Insights with influencers, creatives, online entrepreneurs, and badasses like you. Here is your hostess, Heather Havenwood, Chief Sexy Boss, helping you rise to the top. wanted to stop the nine to five grind and start your own company? Do you want to have more control of your income and your time? Then now is that moment to start and grow a successful business. As a female entrepreneur, I have succeeded. I have bit the dust. I have bounced back to growth and prosperity, but this would not have been possible without first taking the leap and owning my own business. But I didn't do it alone. I hired my first business coach 13 years ago. And now I help small businesses, solo practitioners, and professionals double their income and triple their time off. So let me help you too. My gift to you today is a free one-on-one strategy session. So go to coachwithheather.com, coachwithheather.com, and let me help you double your income and triple your time off. Hey everyone, it's Heather Havenwood and Stephanie. I'm going to pass the mic to her. This is about confidence killers. Stephanie, go for it. Hey everyone. The reason Heather and I are creating this module is because after a lot of research, we have found that there are a few very specific confidence killers that at one point or another, one or both of us have struggled with. And so one of the reasons that I'm really passionate about this module, about confidence killers, is that it's really important when you're in war to understand your enemy. Right now, a lot of things in your upbringing, in the rules, religion, domestication, the way that you grew up taught you how to act and exist a certain way in the world. And the way that you are acting is not always the best for your confidence journey. So the first thing that we, um, that we want to talk about is how playing safe kills confidence. This comes from the work of Rejma Saujani, the founder of Girls Who Code. Heather, can you tell us about that? Yes, we can. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, playing it safe. I thought I was doing procrastination. Oh, I thought you said you wanted to play it safe. I'll do playing it safe then. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing playing it safe. I, um, I feel really, really passionate about this. And Heather, I think I already told you this. I did a webinar on confidence a long time ago, and this was far and away like where everyone said was the most fascinating thing they learned because it is so true. You cannot help but to nod your head when I tell you um, about this, but playing it safe kills confidence. What we mean by that is in order to be confident, you have to take risks. However, People are taught to play it safe. Specifically, women are taught to play it safe. Rejma Saujani, the founder of Girls Who Code, she does a lot of work detailing how boys are taught to play rough, tackle their opponents, and take risks, whereas women are taught not to stir the waters um, 
And I like to use the analogy of a nightgown that I actually had when I was a little girl that said perky, playful, polite, and pretty too. I cannot actually believe it, but it's true. I had those words written on a nightgown, but being perky, playful, polite, and pretty, that's not the way you're going to have success in life. Okay. I just want to stop you for a second. Do you really, especially not confidence. Did you really have that on your? Yeah. What was it again? Perky. I had a nightgown when I was a little girl that said perky, playful, polite, and pretty too. You think a boy had that? Fuck no. (laughs) I'm sorry, but that's the kind of bullshit that women are taught to be sweet and perky and playful. Is that going to get you in life as an entrepreneur? No, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm laughing and giggling all at the same time. I had the unicorn and the strawberry shortcake and the be sweet and the bullshit. So like, I'm not <laughs> better, but I just want to like laugh my butt off about that one. Um, well, and you know, one of the things that we've done before building this program is we've researched every single confidence expert who's making an impact in the world and they say there's a huge difference and we talk about this in the what is confidence module there's a huge difference between confidence and just thinking you're good and 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 i've taken it a step further where i say confidence means you've worked out the muscle self-esteem means you're flexing even if you don't got muscles yeah, okay, so actually means you, you believe in yourself and you have the confidence, but I, I agree with that. But I think it's, I think what I think is really fascinating is this, this pajamas that you had because you were, you were ingrained to not have high self-esteem of yourself and confidence. You're, you're, you were ingrained to be perky. I mean, what the hell is perky? That's not confidence. That's just, everything's great. And I'm perky. I mean, and men are taught what? They throw on GI Jane or, you know, army stuff and to be strong and you can do it. And women are like, well, yours is to be perky. Like, and then they wonder why there's such a demarcation and differences. I'm just, I just find it uh, sad and funny. And still to this day, women and moms are putting their little girls in perky and sweet stuff. And I get it. But when you're on the real world and things happen um, and you're up against an opponent called men in business and they're not thinking that way and you wonder why we're losing sometimes, this is why. Because the ingrainedness in that is so pervasive. So, Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And, and, and that's why I love to say one of my favorite things when I coach people personally in confidence, and I coach a lot of people who have failing businesses who are going through divorce. And one of the things that I like to say is self-esteem is a feeling and confidence is a verb. Confidence is an action. Or one of my favorite confidence researchers, Richard Petty, he says, confidence is the stuff that puts thoughts into action. Or one of my personal quotes that, that I use is, confidence turns your potential into power. It's not, I have potential. I'm so great. It's, I'm going to actually get this shit done. Okay. So confidence is the get shit done. That is not necessarily um, coupled with self-esteem, but 
I think as you practice confidence, it does raise your self-esteem. Self-esteem. Heather has heard me talk about when I got a divorce and I invested a lot of my time and money and energy into so many things that people that and didn't things and people that didn't pan out that I just about fucking gave up on life and got a job bartending. Confidence is that risk-taking. I'm going to keep taking risks. I'm going to keep throwing shit at the wall. I'm going to keep investing money. I'm going to keep learning and growing and getting better. It's not I'm on the hamster wheel. It's I'm going to figure out, slay my demons, slay my dragons, and keep taking risks because I believe in myself. And so confidence, therefore, is a verb. It is not a feeling. A feeling is, I feel great. Confidence is every day I'm going to take risks. And if it doesn't work, I'm going to take another risk more calculated in the future, ideally. So along this line of, um, along this line of, of, of playing safe kills confidence, Carol Dweck, the author of Mindset, the Psychology for Success, she points out that women are more likely to give up than men. And in fact, the smarter women are, the more likely they are to give up. Men uh, apply for jobs if they only have 60% of the qualifications. Women will not apply unless they have 100% of the qualifications. And what so Johnny, who I mentioned earlier, the woman who found the Girls Group Code, what she thinks is that women, women are taught to play it safe and they're not taught to take risks. So in order to be confident, you have to take risks and then continue to take risks when you fall on your face, okay? Get scruffy, get dirty, get muddy, get bruised, get bloody. The only way to accomplish great things is to take great risks and keep doing it over and over again. Ideally, you're going to get smarter along the way. Ideally, we're all getting smarter along the way. Heather, do you want to talk to us about another confidence killer, which is perfectionism? When you're unmuted. Is a, is a good one for me to talk about because I am not a perfectionist. Um, I okay, think I so to- I used to be a perfectionist big time, so I will be happy to talk about perfectionism. Well, that's why I'm talking about it so that you're not talking about. That's kind of the point because I want to explain to you that you, perfection is ridiculousness. It really is. It's a, <laughs> it, it's a disease. It's not even valid in life. Men are not taught perfectionism period. Ever, ever, ever. Go to war. Go hang out at war. Go hang out at the boardroom. They are not about perfection. They don't care. Right. So that's why I picked this one because I know you're a, a recovering perfectionist. I'm very aware of that. That's why I don't want you to talk about it. <laughs> because I have a philosophy. You just get it out. Get it done. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. It doesn't matter. You just get it out, get it done. The fact that you get it out, then you can get feedback. From the feedback, you can tweak it. If you can get something, a project done 80% out, then that is success. For me, it's 80%. If it's just even tweaked of 80%, then it's good. If it's 100%, I wasted too much time, period. Because then there's no room for feedback. Because there's no such thing as perfectionism anyway. What is perfectionism and what degree? In what viewpoint? In whose viewpoint? I learned a long time ago in sales, there is a thing as perfectionism. You just do it. 
and you never, ever, 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 ever ask permission. You just do it. And then if someone doesn't like it, they'll let you know. And then you consider it at the moment. Right? So my very first company after four, four years in, in, in Southwestern Bell, I created my first funnel. Did I ask somebody? No. I figured it out how to create a funnel before even the word funnel. This is 1999, 2000. And I was number one in the country. I was number one in the country at a very young age because I created a funnel. And then guess what happened? They got mad at me. And they're like, well, you can't do that. I'm like, but I already did for a year and I made money. Now how they were, you know, being a bat, how they, they positioned me was I broke the rules. There was actually no rules against it. I just figured out I was smarter than them, but I didn't ask permission. Screw that. So then what happened is they fired me. Why? Because I was smarter than them, but I made 10 times more money than them. And so if you ask permission or wait for perfectionism, you're going to, you're, you're, wasting time. You're wasting your energy. Just go do it. Just go do it. And this is a big one for women because we are taught to be perfectionist. It's a, it's a learned behavior. Someone taught you that Stephanie, someone taught that to all the women out there. Someone taught you that you've got to be a perfectionist or you've got to get things completed or whatever that was word for them. Uh, uh-uh. that's out of my vocabulary. I was okay with being a B student. Screw A students. You got too much drama and trauma towards you anyway. So for me, especially as an entrepreneur, just get it done. Get it out. Get it launched. It doesn't matter if it's perfect. So you're welcome to say anything now. (laughs) No, I mean, I love it. Um, No, I mean, I love it. I think, um, you know, don't let perfect be the enemy of good is probably one of my top three um, mantras that I repeat every single day of my life this year. Um, because when I built the Moms Wear Capes program, for instance, I wanted everything to be perfect. And I wanted to have the perfect sales funnel and the perfect webinar and the perfect... Um... <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, when I actually made money, fuck the webinar, fuck the sales funnel, fuck the email autoresponders. I actually finally made money when I got on the goddamn phone with people and said, I have the best thing in the world. Get out your credit card, buy it right now, or you're going to live a life of mediocrity because moms are going to suck without my program. And I really believed it. Um, you know, and, and, and right now, Heather, we are surrounded with all these like all of Russell Brunson's material, right? It's the script. It's the funnel. It's the script. It's, you got to say this, 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 in this order, you know, this objection, this, you know, blah, blah, blah. I had the exact webinar script and my shit still didn't convert. And it was perfect. Mm, and I, I mean, perfect. to think of the months of my life that I have here's waited. The, here's the thing you have to get. And I, and I understand where you're coming from, but people aren't perfect. So why in the hell are they going to buy from perfect? Like there's a few guys I just listened to recently on a webinar and they do really well. I know they do financially from this webinar, but you know why they do? Why? They They stutter. They're like, Oh, well, I mean, if I can't, you know, it's like, Oh, hold on. I missed a part. And you know, they're like all over the place in the webinar. I stayed in the entire time and I was like, I bet they're killing it because what they're showing is I'm an idiot. I made money. And if you think you're smarter than me, 
You should buy my shit. That's it. And so, you know, my question to people listening, if they create a webinar, is like, are you positioning yourself as you know it all? Are you positioning yourself as you're better than people? Are you positioning yourself that like my shit don't stink? Then you're probably getting lower conversions. If you have a, a viewpoint of like, look, I'm just kind of, you know, a dumbass a little bit and I figured it out. And if I can figure it out, you can figure it out and you don't really need me, but maybe, you know, if you want, here's a deal. I promise you'll get more sales. Going back to my experience with Southwest um, traveling the country, one of the things that we did in the presentation, because the guy, our presenter, by the way, was this white guy, good looking guy. Um, and we, you know, you were forced to wear a suit, so you couldn't change that. But what we did was we took out the tie and made it loose. And he talked a lot about the fact that he failed a lot. And that he did, I think he didn't have a degree or something like that. Like he f- talked a lot about his failures. Now in his life, he lived in this gorgeous house in San Diego with this beautiful wife and beautiful daughters and a beautiful dog. And like his life was pretty perfect, but he talked a lot about like, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I sucked. And like, I can't even talk that. I don't even talk good sentences. And you know, he, he dummied himself down. And when you have confidence in yourself, you can dummy yourself down to situations of going like, I'm not that great. Cause I, I do, I failed a shitload, but I'm not attached to those failures anymore. And so that's right. one of the big things of confidence is like, yeah, I fail off my ass, you know, and I'm still hold strong. So you can too. And I think that's one of the reasons why perfectionism is that they're insecure. A perfectionist, not, I'm not trying to go against you, but a perfectionism, the behavior of perfection is trying to overcome a feeling of self-doubt, right? So I want to be perfect so that I can feel successful. And if I feel successful in this project or situation, then I can have more confidence. If you don't, if you have the confidence, it doesn't matter if the project turns out or not. Mm. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, the, the dude that's, that's on stage, who's, who's fallen on the sword. He's saying, I don't care what people think about me. A, he's confident and B he's going, if I could do it, you can too, you know? And he's really in a way by being so humble, um, in a way by being so humble, he's for all intents and purposes, he's saying, um, He's empowering people almost, you know, by being not perfect. Cause I think it's not about being humble. Cause there's a lot of those guys that are not humble, but they definitely are like, you know, I'm kind of a, a doofus. You can be too. Like the one guy I was listening to, he's, he kept harping on the fact that he was a construction worker. I'm a construction worker. I was a construction worker. I was a construction worker. For me, I, you know, talk about that, you know, I was bankrupt and I lost my ass and I was living on someone's couches and it's true, you know? Um, and I think that that's being just truthful, understand the gap. People do not buy anything unless they feel like they can, there's a hope to it. Mm, that is such an important point that you make is that people need hope. Nets, you know, they're not going to buy something if they think, oh, I've got to be really, really amazing or this isn't going to work for me. Um, what so is the, the next one? 
one of the big killers um, of confidence when it comes to um, taking risks to uh, reaching towards your goals is self criticism, which I know a large part of our audience, probably a majority of our audience for this program is going to be women. And self-criticism is something women are absolutely prone to. We do it about the work um, professionally that we do. We do it as moms. We do it in terms of our relationships. I'm not a good I'm not a good daughter. I'm not a good wife. I'm not a good mom. Self-criticism is killing confidence. Um, and what's really interesting is that the more we read from experts on this subject, the more we read that men don't criticize themselves very much. They almost never criticize themselves. In fact, even when they're wrong, they don't criticize themselves. Um, Tony Robbins has a relationship teacher, um, and her name is Alison Armstrong. And you may have heard, if you've heard of, um, like if you've gone to Unleash a Power Within or any of Tony Robbins' events, he'll talk about his relationship coach. It's this woman named Alison Armstrong. And she has this um, really like a podcast. It's a four-hour podcast that she did called Understanding Women. It's, it's not even one of her books. She's got books. Um, but this four-hour speech she gave, or it's, it's an amalgamation of a bunch of speeches called Understanding Women, is one of the most profound things you'll ever listen to about men and women. And what she says on the subject of of self-criticism killing confidence is that women have a nagging voice inside their heads that criticizes everything they do. It criticizes your hair, your shoes, your clothes, your language patterns. Um, but she said that we do it um, as a survival instinct and she brings all of her relationship training and, and training about men and women back to like the primal, the cave woman or the caveman. Um, and, and she says that men um, are less externally motivated um, than women. What this means is that men, they are inspired from within by a sense of purpose. Women are inspired by what others think about them. And part of that is because women are making decisions to raise a family. And so they're making decisions based off how the tribe's going to feel. Men are out there thinking about themselves. Why? Because they're out there hunting elephants. They don't, if they think about someone else, they're going to get eaten alive. And so she, she says, caveman is out there focused on one thing, kill the lion. Cave woman is out there focused on one thing. How am I going to protect the tribe, keep the cave running, you know, get everyone fed and cleaned up so we don't die of scurvy or whatever they had in the caves. And so it's a really interesting and grace filled way to explain why men are on the outside, it looks like they're kind of self, you know, like selfish and women are self-critical. And so she brings it back to this primal cave woman, cave man day. So, okay, so I'm going to say this cause she won't say it. Men are fucking selfish, period. I mean, I don't know what, so yeah, she doesn't say it. She's all up in her stuff about that. Dude, men are selfish and they win in business. Period. You want to win in business? Be selfish. Get over it. That's the end of the story. I mean, you're right that they go out and hunt, but you've got to learn to understand that psychology and either use it for you or use it against you. 
you know, and it's a very, it's a very important piece. And then we wonder why we get into business with men and JV with men and connect with men and think that, oh, we're going to co-build together and they're going to take care of me. And we wonder why they screw us over. Who's right. done that? Me, not once, not twice, three times I've done that where I'm like, oh, I'm going to support them and we're going to be building this together and we're going to co-create. Guess what happened? Guess where all those businesses are today? They're viable, they're successful, and I'm not part of them making the money. That's mm-hmm. because I thought for a second that men weren't selfish assholes. Men are mm-hmm. selfish assholes. Even in a marriage, they're still going to take care of themselves over their woman because it's self-preservation. It's something they are taught. They know that if they can't take care of themselves, they can't take care of their woman or their family. They will self-preserve themselves Mm. over the man and over the, over the woman, over the child. Women are the opposite. We'll self-sacrifice ourselves for the child. We'll say, I'll kill myself to protect the child. Men don't think that way. They go, Mm. well, I have to protect the child. So how I do that is I protect myself first. I have to protect my wife. So I've got to protect myself first. Mm. And the only answer to this confidence killer that we have is stop criticizing yourself and start looking after yourself first. If you're going to go into some partnership, you know, get everything in fucking writing. If you're going to, if you're going to do some joint venture, make sure that you're getting a minimum draw, um, so that you're not devoting a lot of work, building something for someone for free, which I think Heather and I have both done at some point. I, I think this is a big one because I can't tell you how many times women, including me have been married and I'll tell you the example. That's not me. It's not you. It's totally third party. And I feel like it's a good one because it's totally third party. You and I are not connected to these people. So I watched Marcus Lewinus, forgot his name, of the prophet. And he, ha- he goes into businesses called The Profit. He goes into businesses and helps them. Okay, so he does this new show. It's called like Behind The Profit. And so what it is is him and his producer, this female producer, who basically kind of does behind the scenes of each of some episodes. Okay, because what we see in like the behind the scenes of the stuff going on, right, is two different things. So he brings up this episode with this guy who is in Florida he is a classic narcissist. He runs this sign shop that's done very well, but like he dives into the company. He looks around his girlfriend who they live together and they have a kid together, but they're not married. Girlfriend pretty much runs everything. Shocker mm-hmm. is running everything, keeping the ship down. Go right? figure. Keep, yeah. Right. Go figure. Keeping <laughs> things handled. Right. He's this crazy, like, Ugh! Everyone in the shop doesn't like him, even though he's the owner, because he keeps changing his mind. He barks at people. He yells at people, all this crazy stuff. Um, he, they're, they're in debt, all this stuff. Well, they actually, he, you know, Marcus is like, how much, what's your salary to the girlfriend who, who's the operations director, by the way. And she said nothing. And he said, why not? Do you have a, your own bank account? Do you not? How, are you not getting paid? And he pipes in the owner slash boyfriend goes, well, you know, I haven't really taken any money out of the business. So she doesn't get to either. He's like, but she has a job and she's not married to you and she doesn't own this company. So she's giving her time away for free, hoping that you guys get married and she owns half the company. But if yeah. right now, if y'all break up as is, she is completely 
screwed. And he, Marcus was trying to like go, we need to put her on the books as an employee and pay her for her job. And the boyfriend was of course like, no. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, here she is. He pays the bills. He owns the money. He has the home. It's his kid. If all of a sudden one day she's like, I'm done. I'm out of here. You're a jerk. She's got nothing. She's got nothing. And I want you to get how many women are in this situation. There's a ton because they hope and they wish and they think that the man that they love and adore is going to take care of them. When the reality is men take care of themselves first. And then he has the audacity to say, yeah, well, I take, I'm take, I'm just now taking money out. And then Marcus looks at her and goes, great. How much money are you receiving as your salary? She said, nothing. And I want you to get, this is, this is by the way, 1950. This is in 2019. There are so many women out there who are just, well, I'm going to do it for the team. I'm going to take care of the team. And men don't think in team. Men have to be trained, trained in SEAL school to think a team. They have to literally be broken down in their physicalness of their brain to be taught team. And it's this revolutionary experience for them. You know, never leave another soldier behind. And there's this whole thing about team. But the reason why it's so aha for them is because it has to be literally pounded in their head. We, women, that's just like what we do. Why would we leave her behind? Why would we leave him behind? Right? Self-sacrifice for the team, for the family, for the, for the kid, whatever. Men don't do that. And I understand why, but I want, the reason why I'm being so adamant about this is that, and bringing you back in stuff, is that basically, you know, we as women are naive as shit and think that just because we love this person or care about this person or respect this person, we assume they respect us back. We assume that they see our value. We assume that they love us back to the same level. We don't actually think it through and protect ourselves. And one of my dearest friends is a lawyer who deals with divorce. And I see this over and over and over and over and over again, right? Where the woman didn't protect, she trusted the man with the finances, whatever the situation was, and they find themselves in a bad situation. And I've been there too. I mean, I'm, I'm, I wasn't victim to this, but I've done this because I was trained at a very young age by my mother that women don't deal with finances and trust the man and all that crap. So my point of this is I want you to get as a, as a confident, sexy boss woman is you've got to be able to be responsible for everything in your life, period, including how people treat you, including how people respect you, including how people see you, Right. Love my high force. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny how, um, it's funny that we're shooting this module today. So last night, my son and I were playing at the, um, like a splash pad in, in our town. Um, we walked into like a burger joint for dinner and, um, well, actually we had had a, a, a vegetarian picnic dinner and then we walked in for ice cream. And so I saw three women that used to be a part of a country club that I used to belong to. And this scenario that you're talking about perfectly illustrated right there in that moment. They looked at me like they didn't know me. I knew them damn well. And they looked at me like they didn't oh, hi Stephanie, it's been so long. And I'm looking at them and I'm going, this can be you bitches. 
You know what I mean? Like you think you've got it all together because right now your bank account has three commas and, and countless zeros and you flew in here on a private jet from, from Dallas and from Houston. Um, I'm like, but this could be you. I guarantee you right now you can run into that Louis Vuitton store in Aspen and purchase $12,000 worth of clothes that you can wear this weekend. But next week you could be penniless because you're not protecting yourself. And I didn't either in my relationship. I had, you know, a multi-million dollar condo, a $5 million house. I was driving, you know, nothing but Porsches and then boom, gone overnight. That's part of the reason Heather and I are writing this program is because women do not protect themselves. And we are about to hit the stage literally and figuratively on this information product and in our personal speaking engagements, telling women, beware, it's coming. It's coming for you. And it's not the 1950s. It's not like divorce is shunned. And, 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 and your husband's going to be there till death do you part. No, he's going to be there until maybe your tits sag just enough that he's not interested. Well, he wants to not be. I mean, I think he really just... wants to not be. And yeah, it's I, I, if it's socially acceptable for him to leave your ass, it's socially acceptable for you to protect yourself. yourself. Yeah, it's yeah. Just protect yourself, you know, protect yourself. Don't be naive. Don't be naive. You know, just as all I, all I suggest to everyone is don't be so naive. I was, I mean, you know, I did the exact same thing that woman did. I built a business. I ran everything. He gave me a little bit of money for the month so I could pay some bills, sure. you know, the whole thing. And, but I had it in writing that we were owners and all that. So I thought, oh, I'm protected. No, it's been two years and we're still in legal battle. And, you know, I think that that's one thing that women, they just, well, that will never happen to me. Bullshit. It can happen to you. So I think that's, if you find a guy who's just perfect and just hands over the keys to your kingdom and that's fine. But if you feel, if you feel at all, you want to be in reality a little bit to cover your ass. I hear what I would say, watch one version of Beverly Hills housewives. (laughs) You will see it's not all perfect. And there's men that screw them over and leave them penniless too. It's happened. You know, Bethany was skinny. I mean, it's happened. And so I think that one of the things I think I'm real big on this particular, why I decided to do this confidence is because I want to give myself and you, Stephanie, and every woman out there, the confidence that truly a man is not a fucking plan. <laughs> a man is not a plan. A man is not a plan. Beautiful. Anyway, I know I'm on my little high horse. Okay. I think we're. No, I think it's good that you're on the high horse because if we do nothing else in this program but get women to protect themselves financially to where you go to sleep at night and you know that nothing is going to happen to take away your security, we've done our job. Period. End of story. Um, We have. we have a couple more uh, confidence killers that yeah. we can that we can really quickly go through. But I let's think through, yes, let's quickly go through. Them. I think we've actually already talked about them through um, the idea of uh, of, of per- perfectionism, self criticism, and playing it safe called confidence. The last two are simply commodity 
commoditization kills confidence. Women still seek approval from men. We do most of the housework. We take care of the children. We work 14-hour days. We prepare the meals. We do the shopping. Millions and millions and millions of women around the world are exhausting themselves. I don't do so that the- shit, just by the way. You're saying you, but I, I don't do that crap. So, <laughs> Well, neither one of us do. Well, my last relationship, I definitely... Um, I did the work and, and, and my, and my partner did like the traditional, uh, female role, the housework, the cooking, uh, that was all, that was, that was definitely all him and not me, which was awesome. And I loved the, the quote unquote role reversal, but, but most women still statistically speaking, um, are doing most of the housework at the average uh, hour, the uh, average amount of hours that a woman works, who's not a mother is still 94, meaning they do a 40-hour job and then they do 54 additional hours of work in the home. It's like basically when you're not sleeping, you're working. Um, so, so a way to be confident um, is to not be a, a commodity, to not be a doormat to make sure that you stand up for yourself. Use the exercises in the members area and figure out, are you a maid? Are you the chef or are you the wife? And if you find that you're doing all the same work you did before kids um, and your husband or partner has not taken on additional responsibilities like you have, that you guys need to have a serious conversation about that. The final confidence killer is obsequiousness. Um, I, I have a very, uh, feminine, I have a very servile, a very, um, people pleasing partner right now. Um, yes, he is a man, but he kind of assumes a lot of the feminine roles and identity. And I'm constantly telling him, stop being obsequious, stop bending over backwards for others, stop people pleasing. Um, so being obsequious is basically being servile, um, being, um, a people pleaser, um, being submissive to other people's needs, being a sexy, confident boss is not being servile. It's not nodding your head and saying, yes, ma'am, or yes, sir. It's saying, yeah, go get me a coffee. I would love that. Make sure it has cream. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's making sure that you're saying, yeah, this is a partnership. And in this partnership, I get 50%. So not being obsequious. Meditate on that word and then head over to the members area right now where we go into the whole concept of being obsequious into more details. But what it really means is not being servile or submissive to others, which a lot of women, myself included, were taught is a divine characteristic. It's not a divine characteristic. It's a confidence killer. Heather, do you have anything to say on that note or, or do you want to wrap this up for us? You know, I'm good. We'll swap it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. Good. Everyone, your confidence killers, um, playing it safe, perfectionism, self-criticism, commoditization, and obsequiousness. All these confidence killers, we have attached some exercises to help you get over them in your members area. I hope, um, I hope this helps you um, to be more confident, more radiant, and most importantly, more secure in your life and especially your financial life going forward. Thank you guys. Thanks. 
Are you a coach, consultant, small business owner, or online entrepreneur? Do you want to significantly grow your business, triple your list, and double your sales conversions? If the answer is yes, then launching a podcast is the next step. You see, being an expert in your field, having a website is no longer enough to be noticed in today's marketplace. I call it the influencer effect. Being an influencer is the key. You see, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And having your own podcast helps people to connect with you. If you're interested in having me help you launch your own podcast, grow your influence, and promote your business, then go to InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. That's InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. And let me help you rise to the top. Thank you for listening to Like a Boss, helping you rise to the top. Join Heather's Mastermind at InfluencerTribe.com, where she helps you become an influencer and dominate your field. Follow Heather Havenwood on Instagram. Interested in interviewing or scheduling a call with Heather? Go to CallWithHeather.com. For more, go to HeatherHavenwood.com.